is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Week three, episode five of Talking Cowboys. It's a say it with your chest Friday as we get you ready for the Cowboys and Seahawks coming up on Sunday afternoon. And you might notice there's a little housekeeping we got to get taken care of today to start things off. We're not at 930. We're getting you early today. 915 is our new start time on Thursdays and Fridays. The reason why there's a head coach in the building and the head coach does what he wants whenever it comes to his timing of his press conferences. And so we will be the ones to adjust. We will move up to 9.15 only on Thursdays and Fridays. We'll stay at 9.30 for all of the those of you who like to watch live throughout the week, Monday through Wednesday. We'll stay at 9.30, Thursday, Friday, 9.15. But we are talking Cowboys. Kyle Yeomans, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Isaiah Stanback. And I see Isaiah has uh, updated the background. He's got both jerseys up there. One of those I might be wearing Mm -hmm. if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't go for 100 all-purpose yards. Mm. But uh, the other one, Mm. it's not going to be what Isaiah wears. I have a different thing in mind that's on its way after I bought it on Amazon yesterday that he could be sporting. Oh, if, uh, oh, you got some mystery uh, meat. I've got some. I've got some <laughs> mystery meat. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I ordered I like it. it. Ordered it on Amazon now, Kyle, yesterday. I know, I know, if you I know lose we, the bet. Now, Kyle, I know we were going back and forth yesterday on, on, on Twitter mm-hmm. about whether or not we, it was whether or not it was a hundred yards in total or hundred yards rushing. You scared? Oh, you scared that? right now? No, 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 no. Scared? Scared? What? Scared. That's how I know you don't know who a stand back is. We don't get scared. <laughs> okay. Your, Kyle, your original statement on the show yesterday, we can re, we can replay it, was he, Ezekiel Elliott was going to get 150 yards. I said, nah, he wasn't going to get 150 yards yeah. rushing. You're like, yeah, he's going to go off. And I said, no, nah. I said, he's not. I said, I don't see him getting 100 yards rushing uh, in, in this game. Okay. I said, because there's going to be eight men in the box. I said, they should be able to throw the ball. And then later on on Twitter, I saw as we're having discussions with with uh, some of our some of our viewers mm-hmm. that you switched, you changed the verbiage a little bit. What? You changed the verbiage to 100 yards total, not not 100 yards rushing. So oh, I was just backing curious. up on this. Are you backing up on this? Am I backing up on this? Either way, I'm still going to make That's the what bet. What it sounds like. Either way, I'm going to make the bet. But I do think the verbiage was 100 yards, not rushing yards. But you know what? The, the fact of the matter is I do think Ezekiel Elliott will have 100 yards. Let us know in the comments, too, all of those listening live. Let us know if you think Ezekiel Elliott versus this defense could get 100 yards. You look at the history of what he's been able to do. He's had a 97-yard game. He's had a 120-plus-yard game in two games. He's had 224 yards and 40 carries against the Seattle defense. And that was the Legion of Boom, not necessarily the the Legion Mm -hmm. of Zoom, as in Zoom meetings, as in coronavirus, as in 2019, not (laughs) Zooming to the football. This isn't the same defense. So either way, I think Ezekiel Elliott has 100 rushing yards total on Sunday. That's fine. We'll change it to that being the bet. We'll change it to that. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, we'll change it to that. And win or lose, that's the thing. The Cowboys could win this game, and I still might be wearing a Seahawks jersey on Monday. But it's an Isaiah Stanback Mm. Seahawks jersey, so I guess that's fine. Now, 
Very tight. It's a game jersey. Very, very tight. That'll be nice. Nice and tight. All right. Like a halter top. I'm going to have to work out all three days this weekend to get ready for it. Um, One of the big things, though, yesterday coming out of the Cowboys side of things as they enter into the week is actually on the defensive side of the football. And we've talked a lot about the coverage in a secondary against these Seattle wide receivers. And so I don't want to go too far into this, but Rob, yesterday, something very encouraging, finally on an injury front, as Trayvon Diggs was participating in practice. He was a full participant and really a lot of optimism, even on that defensive side of the football for Tank Lawrence heading into the weekend as well, Rob. Yeah, we got some good news, right? I think Diggs, I don't, I don't think there was ever that much concern about it, but Isaiah brought up the good point. You never want a rookie starter not practicing during the week, but obviously they felt like he needed a day of rehab. And with a full practice, they don't they don't practice on Friday. They've got that regeneration day today, and then have a short practice on Saturday. But also looks like all systems go there. Uh, Tank Lawrence did the rehab yesterday with the with the knee injury, and Tyron Smith, Mike McCarthy was on the fan this morning and said uh, if he could do something on Saturday. He's got a shot to play. So it looks like oh, optimism for, for three top guys they're, they're counting on on Sunday, hopefully. How big of a, a yeah, they have shot to put those in the guys arm? On the injury report, man. How big of a shot in the arm would that be, Heckma, though, if the three, those three guys were on the injury report but are able to play this weekend? I mean, that, we need them. <laughs> that's just the, the bottom line. And, and, I mean, I'm sure there's a false alarm freakout for all of Cowboy Nation once we saw Diggs on the injury report. So it's really good to hear that he did get those reps in. But I, I agree with Isaiah on that, man. You never like to see a rookie who definitely needs to get every rep uh, that's, that's available to him, especially this week with the assignment that he's going to have with DK. Isaiah, is that the same feeling that you get as if you get these guys back, all of a sudden your chances of closing the gap on what is a favorable Seahawks team is starting to close? Mm, I, I don't think so. I think I think mm. this is going to be and this is going to be a shootout. You know, I think you know it's always I, I think it's every, every time we say it's going to be a shootout, I believe that it ends up being a low-scoring defensive game somehow, some way. Uh, but I, I do believe this is going to be a shootout. I'm not impressed by either defense right now, honestly. I'm impressed by um, Seattle's offense, and I'm and and obviously Dallas has the potential to be a. Uh, a very dangerous offense. Um, they they were able to put up crazy yards last week just because of the situation they were in. Um, but both offenses are potent. Um, it's really gonna you know we have to wait and see what these defenses show up and do. So Diggs being in there, Diggs not being in there, Diggs wasn't that that big of an impact last week against the number one receiver in the league. So it's kind of hard to match that up. Um, you know there's there is a drop off with DK and Lockett, but it's a uh, you know DK is a lot more physical receiver than Julio is. So that's where I see the issue being with Diggs being on injury report not on an injury report it really doesn't matter if he steps out there and tries to press against dk this might present some problems this is why kyle i think maybe you're going to be wearing that stand back jersey on monday because (laughs) if it come on rob we already know where your pick is going (laughs) if it if it is a track meet if it is a shootout they're going to try to keep zeke involved but if the cowboys can't fall behind by double digits again and expect zeke to be to eat and be zeke zeke's always going to be capable of eating but I just wonder if it's going to be that type of game for him. We'll just have to see. I mean, the Cowboys want it to be. They want to ride him all throughout the second half, but, but it's going to depend on how well they can try to contain Russell Wilson. I don't say stop him, contain him, because he's going to make plays. Well, and you also look at the, the lack of effectiveness that he's had in the passing game against Seattle in the past, and I, I really do think 
he'll have an uptick in that as well as the the yardage. And he's had the rushing yards. I already mentioned the stat, 224 on 40 carries. But uh, he's only had seven receptions for 32 yards in those two games as well. So he hasn't necessarily been a factor when it comes to to catching the football out of the backfield and being that check down option. I think that's going to come a lot this week. In 2018, we also have to say that he had that illegal touching penalty uh, mm. that negated a, 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 a touchdown. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got to kind of include that in the numbers as well. But, look, man, I, I anticipate Zeke having uh, a big game. But, Rob, I want to ask you, uh, how much credit, uh, credence did you give to uh, Jalen Smith saying the defense is going to be this, a simplified version of the, of the defense going into Seattle? Yeah, that one, and it started with with Mike McCarthy's press conference yesterday where he was asked about, you know, mistakes and mental errors, and he said we had way too many on defense throughout the entire team, and maybe we need to scale some things back. To me, that was was a little different than what what Mike Nolan said earlier in the week, that they haven't really used all of their capabilities on defense because they're trying to, you know, supplement as they go because of the lack of time on the field, so... I don't know which one it is, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I, I think, but I think Jalen Jalen did say to your point that that a smaller playbook might help, might give guys because maybe they're asking guys to just try to do a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, just the volume of, of trying to put this all together on the fly has got to be difficult. And and I think we've said it throughout the week they need to try to just keep getting better week <clears> to week, and and maybe simplifying it a little bit will help. Uh, Everson Griffin was on. Uh, with us a couple days ago and said I'm a <laughs> said I'm a three-point man okay I, I'm, a, I'm a three-point stance guy and that's that's one way to simplify it for one of your defensive linemen is mm-hmm. if they're not comfortable in a certain stance uh, let them let them do what they're comfortable with and and maybe that's going to help from a technique standpoint because I think I think when when you have that two-point stance as I understand it you know it, it helps with your eyes it helps you read what's on going on in the backfield but maybe your technique suffers a little bit and you're not uh, you're not as in tune with certain misdirection plays or things of that nature. So, so Rob, it sounds like you and Hecker are starting to kind of insinuate that there might be a little bit of discontent within this defense right now within this organization. Because what it sounds like is that you're getting mixed reports. And Mike Nolan, we know what he wants to do. He wants to go out there and fly by fly by his waistband. But then you have. You know, he's he's forcing these guys to be in a stand up, you know, stand up start. But then you also have you know his guys coming out and saying that they really want to be in a three point stance. I don't do this stand up stuff. That's that's really what that's really the translation. And then you have Mike McCarthy and, and Jalen Smith saying that they're going to scale back. So it sounds like there's a lot of things that are going on. You're starting you're starting to hear a little some guys that are un, unhappy right. and that not pleased with right. the positions and the defensive schemes that are being out there. I'm just All saying. Right. Kyle, please help us. Okay, here we go, Isaiah. I, I know, I know you're coming from a certain specific area in this regard, and I know I you're trying facts. to stir I up things. Facts, Kyle. You're stating facts. Sure, there's a lot of mixed reports that have come over the long period of time. Mm. There's this thing that I know Cowboys fans haven't been used to over period of times, at least especially over the last ten years. But it's called an, a thing called in-season adjustments. In-season adjustments, when things don't go your way, 
let's figure out a way yeah. to make it go your way. In the past, we've had oh, a coaching and, and staff that. that goes into a Kyle, scheme and falls into that. a scheme. Hold up, Heckman. I'm not done mm. yet, sir. Whenever we get whoa, to this whoa, point, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm about it to say with your chest. Go. You let him go. Here's the thing. Mike McCarthy talked about it this morning on the fan as well, and he talked about the two-point versus three-point stance. And he said, sure, we're going to scale it back mm-hmm. a little bit. We're going to go really with what our players want to do. And if that's first and second down going out of a two-point stance because there's more motion on the line of scrimmage, there's more to get your eyes on, there's more to look at, and then on third down, getting in that three-point stance and letting the dogs go after the, the the quarterback and put pressure on an opposing offense, that's what's going to happen. It doesn't have to be a set-in-stone system. You have to fit to our system. I'm Mike Nolan. This is how you're going to do it. Adjust to the players, and I think that's what the Cowboys are doing now, and they've seen that through the first two weeks of the season. There's my – thank you for coming um, to my I, TED I, Talk. I mean, you, 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 yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, you pose a great – a valid point. I don't know if it's valid, but I what? respect your opinion. There. Valid? Uh, How is that me, not me, valid? Mike McCarthy said it. So, so as I'm just saying, as a defensive coordinator, the uh, Mike McCarthy appointed who is a defensive coordinator? <laughs> Mike McCarthy appointed. Hey, Mike McCarthy appointed a dude by the name of Mike Nolan as a defensive coordinator. Right, Rob? Am I, yes, am I correct? Just, okay. Yep. So yes, he sir. so he's in charge of everything that happens on his defense. Correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay, so he put he put forth the system that he wants to implement on this defense, correct? Regardless of what guys are used to doing, regardless of what guys are comfortable doing, this is the defense we're running, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. And and through these first two games, now you're starting to hear discontent with the players to, as to running the system that he really wants to run because we haven't seen we have not seen a bunch of coverages, we have not seen a bunch of blitzes, we have not seen a bunch of different looks in terms of the, the D line and all that and different personnel groupings. We have seen a pretty basic defense, and so you're hearing now the head coach saying, "Hey, we're going to scale back from a basic system that we already are running. We're already not doing the things that Mike Nolan wants to do. So we're going to we're going to pull back even more. Oh, and by the way, now players are starting to come out and say, "Man, I, I, this this two point thing, this ain't for me. I'm a three point guy." I'm just saying, those are little things that start brewing. They start Isaiah. brewing. Isaiah, you've heard the term, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it's broke, so you got to fix it. Yeah. And <laughs> football is a game of adjustments, <laughs> and you have to make those – yeah, you have to make those adjustments. And if it comes down to playing to a guy's strength, whether it be 3.2 point, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you have got to let your dogs do what they uh, do best. Absolutely. And that's hunt. And we – look. You, you of all people know that, and so mm-hmm. we're going to make those adjustments on Absolutely. the defense because if they're looking at the at the tape and the film of those past games, they realize that there are a lot of blown assignments and miscommunication. I.e., the Atlanta game where the tight end just pretty much walked into the end zone, and that was a miscommunication. Clearly, they're trying to fix those screen problems that they had against L.A. because they know they're getting gashed for those big plays. So mm. the defense and Mike Nolan, I'm sure he's just trying to put these guys in the best place to do to make those plays but if they don't do it after he simplifies and and dumbs down I wouldn't say dumb down or dials it down on the defense he's going to rip these guys a new orifice so just know that he's going to give it he's putting them in position but they have got to prove that they're ready to take that next step as a defense I agree hey I agree. I, I just, I, I agree. I'll just put it out there. I'll just put out some facts. Well, I, know, I know Kyle doesn't like when I throw that out there. That's not a because, fact, because, though. Because it's not a it, fact. It's if, just a because, weird because observation. Because it, they tried it, Mike, Mr. Nolan's way, right? Now they're trying it the player's way, correct? And if right. it doesn't work, Heckma, what happens? They're going to rip them. <laughs> it's going to rip them. 
But that is part of that's part of Mike Nolan's job, though, right? Like, mm-hmm. if, if it's not if a player's not comfortable, and and look, Jalen said yesterday, we're all on the same page here. It's just part of discussion on okay, what's not working. Some of it is very simple corrections, like pre snap yeah. pre snap alignments, like guy guys just not in the right spot pre snap, and so. But I'm with you, Isaiah. I, I don't think I don't think it's been crazy complex what we've seen on film. Um, but that that being said, we're only five weeks since training camp. And, and no, you're and, you're, and, you're you know. absolutely correct. I, I'm just saying, as a former player, I just I know how much you hold back the things that you want to say. Um, to protect the team. So if I was out there and I was playing for the Cowboys right now, and I said, "Hey, I don't, I, I'm a, I'm a go route runner. I don't run, I don't run over routes." Mm-hmm. Cats would be like, "What? You know what I'm saying?" So that I'm just saying that that's how it comes across. Yeah, but there, but there are given players, you know, options to do. I know Tom, Jim Tom Sula, D line coach. He was asked in camp about Tank being in that two point stance, and he said, "Look, I never, I never told him to do it." We we gave him the option and said, How, mm. try it around, see see what you think." And I guess he yeah. he liked it. Uh, but if it's affecting certain things pre snap, yeah. then, then maybe you need to go back to what you're comfortable with. I don't think there's Absolutely. any problem problem with that. Um, and and the thing about it is like they've had they've had drives where they've been productive late in the game, and mm-hmm. I, I think there True. there is some things to build on. Uh, but overall, it's just there's just been uh, it's been too sloppy in, in points. Yeah, and, and they got to get back to that. And man, we we've, we've talked about it. They got to get pressure. What, however, yeah. whatever stance you want, th- one, two, three, four, five point stance, <laughs> get some pressure on Russell Wilson Sunday. Handstands. And <laughs> in the comment section, our boy G made a very fantastic point. Whenever we're looking at the defense and we're really upset about the fact that they gave up 39 points against Atlanta, really the offense spotted them 24. They really gave up the, yes. the majority. Yeah. of the offense or the they gave up the majority of the points off of turnovers and really uh right at the beginning of the game and they spotted them 20 to start and then a, a couple points later on in the game so really uh, the defense had some some positive things like Rob just said heading out of that Atlanta game but you're gonna you've got a tough task on your hand going into uh, Russell Wilson and MVP caliber Russ at the moment in terms of what he's doing on that side of the football when we come back we're gonna look at the offensive side can blocking help this offense from a non-offensive line perspective and should there be improvement in that regard we're going to debate about it and continue on when we come back here on talking cowboys since 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team want to show your texas and team pride too you can By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks 
free shipping. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to Talking Cowboys. No, Back here on Talking Cowboys. It's a Friday edition, as always. Hashtag <laughs> say it with your chest. Kyle Yeomans, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback. And yes, we did start the show a little bit early for those of you just joining us. Normally we go at 9.30 on Thursdays and Fridays. Now we'll go at 9.15. Mike McCarthy's press conference takes president and we will move up in order to accommodate. But that's where we are right now. We're in segment number two. Glad you're with us here on DallasCowboys.com. And two more things. We mentioned that Mike McCarthy interview. It was actually a very well-done interview from uh, uh, Sean and RJ's side of things on the 105.3, the fan, the flagship of the Cowboys. And uh, they asked him the question about Tank. They said, hey, what do you think about Tank and, and where is he at in his progression? And Mike McCarthy, his response goes, Who? Who is who is Tank? <laughs> and they were like Tank, Tank Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence. And he goes, uh, I, "That's his nickname. It's Tank Lawrence." Well, that's he was like, "Where did that come from?" He was like, "Back in my day, they had Dang. two nicknames for everybody, so I didn't even learn them." So I, I just thought that was interesting Dang that it's... the head coach did not know that it's Tank Lawrence, and, and that's the the go to nickname. That was definitely a bit of sarcasm right there. I no, yes. he he straight up did not know. Yeah, it was. You think he really was, didn't know? I really don't Shots think he fired. knew. I absolutely don't think he knew. Either that, or can Impossible. we go give him? Impossible. Can Kyle. we go give him an Oscar? Like, can we go give Mike McCarthy an Oscar for a radio interview? Because it like if it wasn't real and he didn't know, or he did know and he faked it, I, I, he tricked me pretty well. I listened to the whole thing and I I don't think he had it. He also. Uh, he also talked about the fumbling in the first half, in the first quarter of the game yesterday. They asked him, what do you do as a coach? What, what's the first thing you say to your players? Because you can't really say, hey, uh, hold on to the ball a little bit more there, guys. You can't necessarily coach them up that way. He said two things is all I can do as a coach, and it's really the same throughout the game. He said, I can say really bad words, and I can pray. And that's the, the two ways that Mike McCarthy handled the first quarter situation on Sunday against the Falcons. But moving into Seattle week, and we're looking at uh, really ways that this offense can improve. They fa- found a rhythm, especially in that second half against Atlanta on Sunday. But one of the things that has been sticking out to me on film is blocking outside of the offensive lineman. You've got Blake Bell, you've got Blake Jarwin, or excuse me, Dalton Schultz, no Blake Jarwin. And you've also got C.D. Lamb and Ezekiel Elliott. And really from a Zeke standpoint, we'll start with him first. 
He saw a much larger role in terms of protecting Dak Prescott in the passing game instead of maybe being a part of the passing game like he was uh, a couple weeks ago or at least in week one of the season. But, Heckma, when you look at this offense, how much of a, a huge and crucial role is it that Ezekiel Elliott's able to block some of those linebackers? I think that's one of his strong suits. I think other than I think he missed Deion Jones barely last week and he was able to, to hit Dak's arm and deflect the pass. Uh, but I think that's always been one of Ezekiel Elliott's strong suits. And look, with, with two undrafted free agents at tackle, you're going to have to give this offensive line as much help as you can. And whether that be chipping guys or taking on a linebacker, I definitely trust uh, Zeke in that responsibility. You're absolutely correct, Heck. Uh, that, he has to do that in his position right now until you get your dogs back and Smith and Collins. Once those guys get back, he'll have the ability uh, to, and he'll be enabled to be able to get out and to run some routes on some of these linebackers, run some swing routes, uh, do some isolation type plays. But until then, he has to sit in there. He has to chip. And this week, he has to look out for uh, that one Jamal Adams that's going to be coming down and coming off the edge because he will blitz probably at least three to four times this game. Yeah, absolutely. And from the tight end perspective, you know, Blake Bell was signed in part because he's he's a good in-line blocker. Uh, Dalton Schultz can do some H-back stuff. You can pretty much move him anywhere. So I think that's we saw them helping in the run game in the second half, I thought. Also pass blocking, helping on those edges. Uh, and Zeke, you know, Marshall Falk is his idol. You know, growing up in St. Louis, that's the guy he tried to pattern himself after, a complete player. And, you know, when he's not in the running back meetings uh, – if, if the other running backs are in special teams meetings, he goes and, and hangs out in the other skill position rooms, quarterback room, trying to you know merge everybody's thoughts together in terms of what his assignments are to try to help uh, in some of those blocking situations. So it's he's one of the best in the league at it. That's it, it's it's part. It's one thing people probably don't talk about enough why he's a top you know whatever two three running back in the league because he really can do it all. And I think- I'm, I'm really looking forward to that to that matchup, though. I know, Kyle. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Jamal Adams coming down hot off uh, hot from the safety position, coming in and and Zeke and him just colliding. It's going to be like two doggone Rams hitting each other. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Well, and we saw it last year in the New York sure. Jets game as well. But you also got to add Bobby Wagner into that mix as well. I think there's two guys that Ezekiel Elliott's going to have to go up against in terms of blocking. <laughs> he tried to do so in Week One against a certain Aaron Donald, and that ended up becoming. A, uh, a viral no, video instead. No. Uh, do you think he took maybe some exception to that in the the fact that he was tossed around by Aaron Donald and the video went viral no. and then he came back? He had a much no. better blocking week in week two than he did in week one, and now he gets a chance to go up against another dog. Hey, when the, Zach Martin gets tossed around too, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's what he does. It's true. There's, there's just, there's some, there's just, there's just some physical specimens in this world. Um, the same way that we talk about DK Metcalf as a physical specimen, uh, it's the same thing with Aaron, with Aaron Donald. He's just not human. Uh, I don't know where yeah. he was. He wasn't born. He was created. And so yes, when you, Lord. when you get dis- disrespected by somebody like that, you just chop it up to the game. Like, hey, he, he is what he is. That's that dude. There's nothing you hey. can physically do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kyle, you got to go back and watch a guy by the name of Reggie White. He's yep. a one-armed 320-pound offensive lineman off their feet. So just you can't take any exception to that. That's just, God yeah. just created some guys stronger yeah. than others. Yeah. And that's really what we saw, and, and Zeke had to go up against him. But on the other side, or really the outside, C.D. Lamb, there were a couple plays 
where the blocking and the physicality that we saw on film at Oklahoma at the college level didn't necessarily translate, and it came back to bite the Cowboys a couple times on Sunday, and I really like what CeeDee Lamb brings to the table as a blocker. I just haven't seen it yet. Isaiah, when you're a new wide receiver in the NFL, is that one of the tougher things to adjust to is actually finding a way to provide some blocking on the outside? It's definitely something that you have to pick up, and you have to remember when he left when he left college, he was confident as all get out. So there was nothing on the field that was taking place that he didn't feel fully one hundred percent confident in. Um, now you're stepping into the NFL, and these are all grown men. Yes, sir. And and CD is actually substantially smaller and a lot more leaner than I than I imagined that he would be. So mm-hmm. he he looks pretty pretty frail. It has yeah. that's no indictment on his actual overall strength. I don't know how strong he is, but they, I mean these dudes that he's going in there trying to block. Now they're they're some dudes and they they lift weights for a living. They actually get paid to do so now. Um, it's not just a class that they have to go to. So um, you know, he, he, it takes a, a special mindset uh, to do so. You know, you think about guys like Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward was not the most physically imposing guy. He wasn't the most athletic human being in the world. But guess what? His mentality was to go in there. I'm gonna knock your head off, right? Mm, right? So you have to you have to develop that. And once you develop that, then he can add that to his game at this level. And then all the other things that he does will open up what do you think his confidence level is right now Isaiah just a hundred yard game in his second game Amari said yesterday his second game of his career he had a hundred yard game and it really you know kind of elevated his confidence I mean and, and Dak going to him you know in a late situation like that to try to go win the game I mean that's I, he, he might be ahead of schedule you know in terms of, of what he could do for this offense yeah, I think they're finding ways to get him the ball. And I think that he's – you can see his swag start to come last week. You know, he did his little snotty nose, whatever that was. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. You know, so, so he, you know, <laughs> he's, he, he's getting more confident. But, you know, but there are the other elements of this game. You know, I, I, he should, going into this game, he should be confident. Coming off of that game and also the fact that he's – the matchup that he's probably going to have, he should be able to, to take care of that um, at a relatively easy, you know, easy level. But, you know, the other aspects that you guys brought up, the blocking and things of that nature that's going to be required to really um, you know initiate this game the way in which the Cowboys want to he's gonna have to get dig in there and dig out Jamal Adams he's gonna have to get in there and, and get KJ Wright sometimes so mm-hmm. he's gonna have to get physical and you know that's an aspect that he really has to become more confident in you know and one of the things you mentioned this is so picky on my side this is such a picky thing when it comes to football I know some fans will agree here though in the fact that the the little snot thing that 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 C.D. Lamb did. I liked the swagger. I liked the fact that he did it. But I liked the fact that he only does it in a big moment. And it may change. He may start doing it every time he catches a first down. And that's cool. That's fine. Zeke does it. You see Jalen Smith swipe every time he makes a tackle after like a four-yard gain. It's fine. But whenever C.D. Lamb does it, he only has done it once, and it was in a massive part of the football game where he made a huge catch and a huge moment. And that's where the swagger was. Once he did it, it was like, okay, here we go. It wasn't a, oh, there's C.D. Lamb doing his thing again. That was a, we're feeling it right now. Let's roll. We're the Dallas Cowboys, and we're about to make this comeback happen. So I kind of respected that. Kyle, Kyle you, you, were, you were feeling that way. You were feeling that way about CD before the game even started. We know you You're love CD. Wrong. We, before, Kyle before was the draft, doing this before know. the game even started. He <laughs> yeah. like, Kyle, you good? Club like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I got to get, get me a T-shirt. Can we make some of those Cowboys Pro Shop? By the way, the new shirt, Cowboys Pro Shop. But I just want to make sure and plug them so we can get some CD Lamb shirts. But one, one oh, that, really... 
that's 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 a nice shirt you got on. Thank Kyle. you, thank you. That's a nice shirt. Kyle. I, hey, I've got your bag coming for you. I forgot to take yeah, Heck Murray's it. bag yesterday. I feel, oh, I feel okay. really bad about it. Yeah. Um, okay, how convenient. Now, <laughs> I do have a really good stat for you when it comes to Ceedee Lamb. You mentioned how it's his his first 100 yard game. Of course, uh, he's tied for the fastest Cowboy rookie receiver to ever have a 100 yard game. It only took two games for him, and that tied a uh, franchise record. The other guy who did it, and, and Rob, I, you may be the only one that knows this name. Heckma might know this name. Isaiah, I know you don't know this name. Cornell Burbage. <laughs> have you ever heard that name? Cornell Burbage. I don't. I have. Oh, Rob yeah, has. I don't even know who that is. Okay. Rob. What year was that? 1987. He went for three receptions, 110 yards as a replacement player in the lockout season mm. against Philadelphia. Wow. For the rest of his Good career, he played two seasons, had 16 receptions and 190 yards. He had one game where he went off for three for 110, and it was his second career game. Hopefully, C.D. Lamb doesn't go. fit that same fate. Completely different scenarios, but it is just kind of an interesting stat that the only other guy to do it other than C.D. Lamb is Cornell Burbage in Cornell Burbage. Yep. Uh, hey, that's the first Cornell Burbage I think this uh, this show has ever had in its in its entirety. But we're gonna take a break. When we come back, prediction time. It's Friday. Say it with your chest. Send us your predictions. We're gonna read through them before we give our own. I see some of them already rolling in. Cowboys, Seahawks. Who gets the win? What's the score? You can make even extra predictions if you'd like. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. 
Got about 10 minutes left here on this Friday edition of Talking Cowboys. Glad you're with us as we continue on here in the final show before the Cowboys take on the Seattle Seahawks coming up this Sunday. 325, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman on the call on Fox. It'll be a fun one regardless, and I think it'll be extremely high scoring. I think both defenses are suspect. I think both offenses are pretty fantastic. And I think it's going to be a race to 40, ultimately. But send us your predictions. We're about to give our own. But here's some fan predictions initially. Our guy John LaGrace says, and I love this prediction, two quarterbacks combined for 900 total yards of offense. Cowboys win 34-31. Rob has some exception to that. What, Rob? 900? I'm kind of with Isaiah. Yeah, when we think it's going to be these video game numbers, it never seems to be. Now, I, you know, remember the Saints game with the Cowboys a couple years ago? True. Oh, the Saints are going to put 50 on them, and I think they had like 17. Now, I'm with you. I think it, they're going to score points, but, you know, it's not going to be first to 60. Mm, first to 60. Oh, he said 34-31. He didn't even give anybody a 40-burger, which is now supposed to be the norm around these parts. Uh, Dallas 31, Seattle 28. That comes from Carter. Uh, Looking down the list a little bit here. Cowboys 37, Seahawks 35. That's from at We Making Noise. So uh, a fun one there from We Making Noise. A two-point win and a very odd score. West Oak Lane gives us 31-24 Cowboys. Our guy Tom says Cowboys 27-23. There's a lot of Cowboys picks here, guys. I know you're Cowboys fans, but are we are we being realistic here? And keep sending in those predictions, but we're going to go to Heckma here first, and he's going to start <laughs> us off. Heckma, can the Cowboys get a win, and do you agree with, uh, with the assessment that some of the listeners have been throwing out there right now? Well, well first of all, let's talk about our standings as a show, right? Okay. You're the only one that's 2-0. I wasn't going to brag about right? it, uh, but I Isaiah, am. No, no, I just want to bring up – no, I want to bring up facts here. I want to ease into this. Isaiah, it, you're one and one, all right? And, and Rob is – One and one. What is Rob, one and one? Yeah, yep. everybody's one, one and one except for okay. me, Heckman. Okay. It's week two of the year. Uh, okay, cool. Well, look, I, you know, you know, it, it, and I'm going to have to say it plain and say it with my chest. Now, you know I'm going with the Cowboys in this game, and, and I'm going to start with the fact that Amari Cooper <laughs> should be one – pissed off individual and I'll tell mm-hmm. you why going into this game everyone's talking about DK Metcalf and I understand eight catches 187 uh, yards he's a big play machine but I'm sorry this guy Amari Cooper is just quietly going about his business one more time 16 16 well excuse me uh, yeah 16 catches for 181 yards half of those catches are moving the chains and he is the guy that we know has the big playability in this Cowboys offense his foot you know he said now this week he's running full speed because his foot is feeling better he has an opportunity versus this Seahawks secondary to really take the top off of it. And I think that's going to make the difference in this game is what Amari Cooper does against Griffin on the outside because you know they can't get him any help. And uh, I say the Cowboys win this game 35-27. Cowboys 35-27. It's no surprise. Heckma goes with the boys three straight weeks. Will they let him down? Isaiah, who you got? Hello. Hi. Heckma. (laughs) <laughs> that was interesting. Um, 
What? What's going on? He's thinking. He's thinking. So no, 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 no thinking required here. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a facts-based individual. Now everybody now? knows that. You know, I'm loyal to my soil in terms of Seattle. That's family. I don't care if the doggone Seattle SuperSonics were out there playing on the field. I, I'm still, you know, Sonics is my. That, Seattle's my life. However. I live in Dallas, and I, and, I, and I respect the heck out of the organization because Jerry took a big risk on me, and I mm. love him for life. So Cowboys always got my heart as well. But when it comes down to this real-life <laughs> thing, okay, I don't, I don't sway one way or another. I don't care who my, who my loyalty goes with. Seattle is a better team right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're playing as their better team. Dallas is a better team on paper. Seattle's playing better. Seattle will win this game 34-24, to even without the 12th man. Mm. Kyle, you know, I think you've got an advantage going. No, last here I'll go week. next if you want me to go out. next. Because you <laughs> want to protect that, you want to protect that lead. That's fine. Don't you? No, that's fine. Yes, you do. That's fine. I'll go next. I'll go next. So here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing with me. Whenever it comes to picking this game, is is I want to be hmm. the guy who's who who supports the Cowboys. I'm I'm wearing the shirt. I, I'm a, I've hmm. grew up a fan. Yeah. I, I work in the building. I, I really enjoy what I do. But I also have an obligation to the fans to, to give you the prediction that I actually think will happen and to try and go 3-0 and, and get, keep that undefeated streak alive. Whenever you look at this game, you're looking at injuries for the Cowboys. You're looking mm. at it's you're looking at so many different things on the on the defensive side of the football when it comes to Trayvon Diggs being banged up. How are you going to match up with Trayvon Diggs, no Cheeto Awuzie, no Anthony Brown against DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and that entire offense led by Russell Wilson? On the offensive side of the football, you're still unsure about your offensive line. You really are. But with that being said, I've got a gut feeling, and I don't really know how Ooh, to explain gut that gut feeling. It's a mystery it's, meat. It's a mystery meat bubble guts type of nervousness, but Ooh. I also think Ooh, it's a nasty. game. I think the Cowboys can win sneakily. I think this is a game that everything's going the opposite direction, but they're riding the momentum off of a second half. They're found a rhythm on offense. I'm going to pick the Cowboys to upset the Seahawks and get a victory here. And this isn't a homer pick. This is legitimately my thought process. New England lost by five. I don't think New England's a good football team. I don't think Cam Newton is that great of a quarterback right now. Prove me wrong, Cam, because he has so far. Continue to prove me wrong. But a five-point loss to the Seahawks, good. I think the Cowboys have a chance to win. I think the Cowboys can win this game. Hello? Hello. Hi. This thing on? Is it? It's on. It's right. You heard me right. I'm picking the Cowboys. That was Kyle speaking? It's going to be close. 34-31. 34-31 Cowboys. Heck, we don't have enough time to digest everything that he just said in that one one statement. You see how he prefaced a lot of statements like, you know, I'm not a homer. I I got it. He picked against the Cowboys already. You think he's going one way, he goes the other. All good. I mean, all good. Of. All good. All right. We don't, we, we don't have enough time to go through all the stuff Kyle just said. Go, go, go ahead, Rob. We, I don't. I, I'm at a loss. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to tie Kyle up by week four because I'm going to. Sorry, heck, I'm going to go with Seattle here. I think. Mm. I think the Cowboys definitely are going to be competitive in this game. And I. And I although it didn't work out with the Rams in week one, I think there might be some kind of confidence level for a road team going into what's normally a really hostile environment. And knowing they don't have to deal with that, all that noise offensively, I think they're going to be able to settle in. I think they're going to play well. But Russell Wilson, 
he's my pick for MVP this year. He's playing at at an all elite, all universe level right now. Mm-hmm. And while I think the defense has things they can build on, and I think they're going to get better and better, at this point, I got to go with with the best player in the league right now at home, uh, making enough plays to win the game. So I'll, I'll go Seattle 28 24. We're a house divided. We are a house yeah, divided. That's the way, that's the way to make decisions with your mind and not your heart, Rob. I, I like a, the way you make sound decisions. I've made decisions with, your mind. with my, you, my mind the whole time. I just think the Cowboys are going to win. I'm the only one that's 2 and 0 here. I feel like I have some some positivity Ooh. in that regard, Isaiah. Once you get your second Same win, you, you can start talking about it again next week. And hey, some of the fans on this Ooh. on this uh, on this chat right now are blowing it up. They're saying, "Oh, we know who Kyle's going to pick. He's going to pick the Seahawks. He's saying it's not it's not going to be positive." And, and ah, you da, da, da. No, I'm picking the Cowboys. Thirty-four, thirty-one. Not so fast. <laughs> Fast. I, I pulled a Lee Corso on you, but uh, that's going to do it for our week of Talking Cowboys. We hope you had as much fun as we did breaking down this matchup. This is going to be a fantastic game. It really will be. I think both teams are very good. I think even if the Cowboys come yeah. out on the losing side, you're probably going to have positives heading into uh, week four and really an easier, lighter schedule over the next couple of weeks. This is a benchmark game for the Cowboys, and it's a huge thing for them if they get a win. If not, you learn what you can do up against one of the better teams in the NFC. By the way, our coverage throughout the weekend on DallasCowboys.com, Isaiah Stanback and I will be handling the pregame duties, pregame live an hour before kickoff. That 325 is the kickoff, so we'll go live right around 230, 225 on DallasCowboys.com. Stick with us. Rob Phillips has his coverage all the way through. Heck, my Harrison will be back on Monday. We'll be back and break down exactly what happened over the course of the weekend. But for Heck, my Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and for Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeomans saying so long. Let's go, Cowboys. We'll see you after the game on Monday. (laughs) This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?